Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. This is the show where we are talking about 2015. We're going back six years. We're talking about the Walt Disney Studios films, and we're going to be ranking them. We've done this every single year. Yeah. Uh, we've, we started, of course, we'll do 2021 soon, but we've done 2020 and all the way back, and it's been really fun. And thank you so much, Stanford, for joining me. Thanks, Rachel, for including me on this. This was this was a fun project. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a very weird year for Disney. Yeah, I didn't yeah, realize year. it until we started to make our list. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, really, yeah. Interesting year. Big variety of films, and yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And I think I think our list. It's funny because I always say this, but then it feels like our lists actually aren't that different. But I feel like this year that might be. Yeah, I think it might be too. I'll be anxious to see how uh, <laughs> how it compares. <laughs> I know one for sure that I have yeah. way lower. Yeah, uh, that most everybody would have it, but I just you know we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we ended up with seventeen films total. Yes, including four decoms, <laughs> right? Four Disney Channel yeah. original movies. I think that Stanford's probably grateful that Disney Channel is uh, is not as prolific now as they were then. Yeah, I, am. <laughs> I think we maybe will get one. I think we have we'll get one Disney Channel original movie this year, maybe two. I, I've only I think I've only heard of the one. I think we have Zombies Three coming out. Oh, that's right. But okay. <laughs> yeah, they're rough for me. But I did it. You I did, did it. it. Four. We have four. That's right. And we have Disney Nature. We yeah. have the live action films. We have Pixar. We have Star Wars. There's uh, a touchstone picture mm-hmm. in there. Yep. Which is, got... Yeah. <laughs> we have Marvel. Uh, or was so... it a touchstone? The one, the Steven Spielberg one? We'll get to it. I don't know if it technically was. I thought it was maybe Steven... said that on Wiki. Oh, yeah. Touchstone. Yeah. And then. But then we also have Touchstone Animation. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, which we'll be talking uh, about pretty quickly. Yeah, I think. we will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so 17 movies. So share with us in the comments your ranking of 2015. We'd love to hear it. And, uh, yeah, we some of these I haven't rewatched as recently as others. Uh, but the ones that I hadn't watched... We also had a were the the ones I hadn't watched were most of the decoms and the, uh, the we have one from Disney India, yeah that we'll be talking about that would be kind of fun, oh, and, yeah and we have a, a the last of the fairies movies we have oh was that the last the one Rachel yeah it was the last one okay. they did and I've reviewed all of those on uh, my uh, channel yeah. for Family Movie Night I've done the whole fairy se- series. And uh, so, yeah, it's a it's a wide variety. <laughs> oh, <laughs> seriously. Uh, all right. Well, let's dive in because we've got 17 movies to talk yes. about. It's going to be a little crazy. And what we'll do is if, if you have one a lot higher than I or, or vice versa, we'll just bump it up and we'll talk about it in full. Okay. Then. So we're not talking about things twice. Perfect. But, okay. Number 17 what do you have as your last of your ranking i have strange magic yeah me too <laughs> yeah yeah i was gonna say i was, I was gonna guess Rachel, that we were gonna be both pretty close on that speaking of touchstone animation 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, the one thing that I I I toyed with the idea of maybe having this one higher is just because I do think that some of the music is fine. Like the if you were just to listen to the soundtrack, I think it's fine music. But yeah. Uh, the the story is so weird with i mean i understand it's midsummer's night's dream but the way that it comes off in this movie with people having to be drugged to like each other and and people being manipulated and no consent and it's just it just is a weird story the animation is terrible i hate it yeah yeah it was torture for me watching this film (laughs) and i saw it in the theater Mm-hmm. and uh and um i did too and i just thought oh dear what am i doing you know uh, what, <laughs> what, have I done? what I, am i doing with my life <laughs> yeah exactly well and you know with being directed by gary rydstrom uh i you know i'm familiar with seeing his name on a lot of sound credits i think he, uh-huh. that's where he that's where he's been a real pro right is in the sound and didn't he direct a short for pixar was it um uh anyway like lifted did he direct that or was oh, it somebody yeah, i think you might be right there yeah but anyway um yeah the script and 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 the lifted, and the, yeah and the animation really just <laughs> yeah sync this movie yeah I yeah mean, the the way they have this villain and he's gonna like trick people to fall in love with him and 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 then what like the one sister does to the other sister is really mean mm-hmm. it just does not yeah it's translate well it's a, it's 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 a lousy film mm-hmm. uh, i yeah. don't i don't know if anybody because it, it uh what didn't it it really it's considered really like a lucasfilm project too isn't it Oh yeah, it was all George Lucas's idea. Yeah, he wanted to make the the this movie for his daughters. Yeah, and or daughter, I'm not sure, but I remember an interview where he said, and it just goes to show that he doesn't have much of a way of writing women. <laughs> oh, good <laughs> point. Think about yeah. even in the Star Wars movies that he was part of writing or 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 helping to write, the women usually are pretty one note in their. Uh, depictions and in their personalities and stories and everything yeah. like, like Amidala and everything that uh, it kind of makes sense. I mean, it, it, I think that Leia is the best female character he ever wrote and she's great. I love Leia, but still <laughs> I think yeah. I, that it's not the best. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, it's it's worthy of the of the final place. I don't think anybody place. would argue with yeah, that. That's right. <laughs> like I said, the only reason I toyed with it because I really didn't like my ne- the next one on my list. But uh, the only reason is just because I do think the music is fine. Like I think there's pretty good singers all along. Yeah, they got some pretty good singers to be involved. So it, if you were just to listen to the soundtrack by itself you'd be like that was good it's a good scene yeah. <laughs> that's all that's the only only plus a bit about it in my opinion all right well what do you have as 16 then so i have one of the um one of the decoms yeah uh, bad hair day yeah the one i picked is number 16 i have that at 15 yeah 
And I have Invisible Sister at 16. Okay. See, and I have Invisible Sister at 14. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I'm realizing that for me, I like the musicals from D, the DCOMs way better oh, absolutely. than the non-musicals. Yeah. And this one, Invisible Sister, to me, actually, it was kind of mean. Like... I didn't see anything that her sister was doing that was wrong. She was perfectly nice and friendly. And it's not like she was a mean girl, you know, not like she was like a mean popular girl. Yeah. She, she just was friendly. And so she had more friends and uh, her becoming invisible. I just, I felt like the whole thing just didn't make sense. And then the idea that her wearing her sister's clothes would make people think that she was her makes no sense right like what they're they're not even twins they they're not even the same age they don't look anything alike at all and and so it doesn't make any sense that any of her friends would think that she was her that that thinks she was her sister it doesn't it, it was bad it was really bad and i didn't even think it had a good message and so that's why it's the bottom for yeah me. No, I, I, and I hear you. And, you know, honestly, I mean, this is a bit of a spoiler alert. I've got four decomps in a row right here, <laughs> you know, for these, these, these next next four. And I had a hard time ranking them, really. <laughs> I guess with the exception of the one that I, that's at the highest, but we'll, uh-huh. we'll, get, we'll get there. But I think why, what I couldn't, re- I couldn't relate, and I didn't, I'm with you. I, without it being a musical uh, to kind of break up, this, this stuff mm-hmm. it, it almost felt like it was way too long mm-hmm. uh, you know they're, they're, they're stretching out the story and yeah i'm with you i didn't quite understand the little the little sister and again the, you know why she'd be so mad at the big sister other than just jealousy siblings, you know uh but but also you know for her to be able to play lacrosse and do all this other stuff is just like yeah. oh, oh please it just you know? made no sense but I guess like I if like they were how, twins, they'd make a little more sense. Yeah, it might make a little more sense. I guess I liked how finally some of the relationship stuff, relationship stuff worked out, and the little sister came into her own. You know, she she figured it out, and so that yeah. for me was was satisfying. But so I think that's why I maybe put it up a, a little higher. Yeah, but uh, still rough. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, in Bad Hair Day. So Oof. I have that at 15. Oof. Her hair wasn't even that bad. Well, she had just wearing a hat the whole time, too, you know? Yeah, but, <laughs> that's right. Um, like, it just uh, looked kind of, like, Courtney Lovish, kind of a little bit yeah. untossled, you know what I mean? Like, it didn't even look that bad. I like uh, Lara, the Lara Morano, I think is her name. Like, she is a pretty good actress, I think. Yes. But, I don't know, it just... Uh, it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it didn't work. I mean, part of it too, you know. I mean, don't, we don't need to overanalyze this, right? But uh, <laughs> basically, you know, this this older woman who's an ex cop who's actually trying to get back on the police force, right? She she's looking for this necklace, which caused her to get fired in the first place from her job, and it turns out that this girl's got it unknowingly. But I mean, like, what's she doing hanging out with this stranger? Like becoming her BFF, yeah. you know, it's and weird. and they yeah, it was weird, and they had a bit of like a contentious uh, 
stuff, you know, initially, but then stuff gets revealed and they need, you know, they kind of need each other to get through this crazy day. But I don't know. It was too much. <laughs> it was all just too much <laughs> for me. <laughs> now, the two musical ones, I actually have a bit higher. I enjoyed them. So I know that you have them in this lower ranking. Yeah. Uh, I, I How did you rank it? at 15. Okay. Um, which, you know, maybe isn't necessarily fair. And because, you know, I watched this. I watched Descendants before I watched Descendants <laughs> 2. Uh-huh. Um, I did not do the same for for, for the, one of these other movies we'll be talking uh, okay. about. But um, I still need to watch the first one. But, okay. Uh, you know, and I, I, I just, it just was, it wasn't my thing. I love Kristen Chenoweth. And, uh, you know, it's Kenny Ortega directed it. And, and uh, it's got, a, of course, got a, it's got a very good pedigree. But mm-hmm. I think aesthetically it wasn't that interesting to me. And and uh, as well as just the, and, and thematically, like, really, let's mm-hmm. the way that they are taking these existing characters, um, you know, and putting them in this yeah. different kind of setting. Again, not that I was that fussy about it, and I know I'm not the target market. I know a lot, lots of younger people, you know, really enjoy enjoy this, enjoy mm-hmm. these movies. So, yeah, I, I'll give them that. And I, I, I agree with you because it's a musical; it helps a lot. Yeah, like I love Evil Like Me. I think that that is such a fun number that Christian yeah. sings. She is just queen in that song. Yeah, and she's great. Yeah, and I like the choreography. I like the songs. I mean, except for the Be Our Guest rap is very cringy. I'll I'll get at the, <laughs> that. But uh, I like Kathy to Jimmy. She's fun. I like uh, the this one is the only one that has the adults like as major characters, and I right. think that that's uh, it, helps. it helps. Yeah, and overall, I just have fun with both of these musicals we'll talk more about teen beach movie too a little in a little bit but um uh but yeah i get it not everybody's thing but i do think they're a little over hated yeah i i think like i you know actually i agree with you, even though i'm kind of hating on it i would <laughs> <laughs> i i you know i i agree and i i honestly did have a hard time ranking these, yeah these 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 four because they're a totally different kind of thing. I mean, they're just for television, and yeah. it's not the same as yeah. a feature film. Right. As a feature film. Well, my number 14, because I had Bad Heart 8 at 15, my number 14 is actually Monkey Kingdom. They're, the long reign of Disney nature beating Star Wars is going to end here uh, on these ranking shows. <laughs> because... <laughs> because the thing is is that this one i think is one of the weakest of all of the disney nature films because it is it feels so staged everything yeah. feels set up to get these monkeys like they obviously always have their little story and the characters names and everything like that but at least in something like chimpanzee there's moments where they're like wow we didn't expect this to happen or you know, in some of the other ones, they feel a little more authentic. Whereas this, it's like they set out this birthday party for the monkeys to get. And everything just feels so staged uh, that it it doesn't really work, I don't think. And I'm not a big Tina Fey fan, so that's not, uh, it doesn't add anything for me. Uh, so I actually have that at 14. Okay. I have Monkey Kingdom at 9. Okay. And I'm surprised they ranked it so high. But... Part of the part of the issue was though what came below it. 
you know? Right. Um, and so why it's this is kind of why it's as high as I, I agree with you. I didn't care for this. I didn't really care for Monkey Kingdom that much. Yeah. Uh, I, I think the reason I put it as high as I did is even though I feel it, even though it is probably the weakest of these Disney nature films, I still am amazed at the photography. Uh, yeah. How they're able to capture it. And I agree with you. This one seemed like they were on a set. Uh, but um, <coughs> I still, it, though. It takes a, that just takes away some of that photographic yeah. brilliance when I know it's all being sort of choreographed and staged. And, and that's probably true for most of these Disney nature movies. But I thought this one was the most obvious. Yeah. And, them. and then, you know, as I've warned you before, I just am not a big nature documentary person. Mm-hmm. Um, looking, looking at the monkeys for that long a period. I mean, that was almost <laughs> as bad as the decomps, you know? <laughs> yeah. I That's think a, the, yeah. the worst one for me of all is the, uh, the butterfly one, the insect one. Uh, with Meryl Streep. Yeah. That one's just the most boring. I'm just yeah. not interested in insects. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think that the best chimpanzee is one of the best because it actually like they are completely surprised that this male chimpanzee bonds with this baby like that just doesn't happen in nature. Yeah. So they're really taken aback. And so I think that that one is one of the best and i do love the uh flamingo one. Oh yeah because it's it's like set up like lord of the rings <laughs> <laughs> and you got like the little birds with their salt shackles on and you're like that's right, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but we'll come to that i don't know what year that's in yeah i can't remember what year it'll be ranked high <laughs> yeah okay man. star wars should watch out <laughs> exactly <laughs> but, uh so so what order did you have the decoms then okay so um 13 is where i put teen beach too okay and then 14 invisible sister 15 descendant 16th bad hair day okay. i almost wanted to do like a two or three-way tie you know on some of these mm, but yeah um, teen beach too though for my number 13 uh you know, you had mentioned to me that I probably would enjoy it, just given that it's kind of there's a bit of an homage mm-hmm. to to uh, the '60s beach movies, and which I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was it's just it was just a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, you know, colorful, fun music. Appealing. And I think you'd yeah. like the first one even more because the first one is even more because they go into the they go into movie. the movie. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I need to watch. Yeah. Now the first and one, which I, I will do. And I think it was smart because you're taking something that's already campy, like Gidget and, and you know, the Netflix type, you know, those kinds yes. of movies are already that style. So when you take, when you make them into a decom, it just fits because it's the same kind of movie. Yes. I thought it was a smart move for a decom too. And, you know, really, mm-hmm. and we'll see what happens as, as we move forward in the future, but <laughs> decom, but decoms though, like, like the Hollywood musical is alive and well on with decoms mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and uh, that's yeah. a, that's a happy discovery for me, Rage. Yeah. I didn't, Yay. You know, All so, right. So anyway, <laughs> thank you for us. <laughs> and we didn't have to watch all four, but you agreed to it. <laughs> right. I said, I'm on the train. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I mean, I'd have to say, I think that it's nice 
that there is one thing that is truly made for like preteens and teens because almost everything is made for kids older like 13 and up your right. 13s or, or way younger younger, younger. like you're and, you're yeah. suffered for children and and so it is nice when they have something like high school musical yeah. Which is really, even though it's set in high school, it's really made for like your preteens. It's made for preteens, which yeah, you're like nine to thirteen kind of which age. Is where Disney Channel has thrived over the mm-hmm. years, you know, and I don't know if they're still thriving as much, just given the changing landscape yeah. and everything. But but wow, you know, they've just been they've mm-hmm. been like that's where that's where teens go. Or yeah, and it has been such a just uh, bed full of talent for that yeah. Disney has also had. I mean, th- think of the people that they found over the years. Right, you know, like uh, Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus, Zac oh, Efron. Yeah. Uh, there's just a lot. Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> a lot of right. people that they've discovered in that age, for that age range over the years. And uh, so, anyway, it's interesting. Well, so what do you have at thirteen? So at thirteen, I have the uh, the the film that's made for Disney India ABCD. Yeah, same with me. Okay. Yeah, this is basically like Step Up for India. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I just thought this was a Step Up film. And it's a sequel. And Mm -hmm. it's on Netflix. Yeah. Is that where you watched it too, Rage? was Mm -hmm. on Netflix. Yeah, Yeah. and it's just, it's kind of like Step Up. It's just for, you just watch it for the dancing. Right. The dancing is really fun. (laughs) The story is... You know, yeah. The story is a bit of a, you know, a bore. and, And also, all these things you know and part of it i think is is bollywood style of storytelling how mm-hmm. it's just like how many obstacles do these people have to overcome you know i mean <laughs> it just happens yeah. even at the very last minute like when the case spoiler alert when the one guy who's coughing up blood you know like 45 minutes before the end of the movie it's like okay well we know what's going to happen at the very end um right i'm glad he didn't die i thought he was going to die like he was going to you know collapse and which we did. Yeah. But, you know, this is, like, is ABCD2 for yeah, the record. Anybody can dance. Yes. Uh, to and well, honestly, though, what what propelled this as high as uh, it was for me, Rachel, was that scene they filmed at Lake Powell. Oh yeah. Which was I thought a knockout. Yeah. The the choreography in general was very impressive in the yeah. dancing. Uh, so it would be a good one to have just like on the background and yeah. just kind of watch like little bits because the story doesn't matter no. and it is excessively long. <laughs> it's oh, so, so long. long. It's so long. <laughs> uh, it's two and, and a half hours and long. And, going, yeah. and that's, that is a Bollywood tradition. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just, extremely it's just, long. Movies. It follows, it just follows everything, you know, story, you know, plot points and everything. You know, that I'm yeah. some Bollywood expert, but I've seen enough to know that, oh yeah, this is, they're long. You know, this is a Bollywood film. Yeah. So after you watch Bahubali 1 and 2, which are the epic, my favorite Bollywood films, uh, then you should watch, or Tollywood, then go and watch ABCD. ABCD. <laughs> and ABCD 2. Yes. Yeah. So we both have it at the same place uh, for that one. But that was, it was just fun to watch something different. Yeah. You know, it yeah. was. And as, and as I said again, that. That because you know they travel to the U.S. for right for this competition and mm-hmm. it's fun that actually I think they were actually were in Las Vegas and then mm-hmm. and then they they filmed that that scene in Lake Powell which I yeah. I thought was really cool it looked yeah that was cool. it looked beautiful I agree well my next one is going to be a shock well it might be a shock because 
it's one of the most overrated movies in my opinion of recent memory and it, it was nominated for best picture but i don't think it's very good i have a number 12 bridge of spies okay <laughs> yes because i don't think the script is very good uh it brings up a lot of things and then never addresses them again it's half this espionage movie half a courtroom drama and i don't think either are done that well and i don't think that either of them mesh that well as one cohesive movie i i think like things like they bring up the fact that the one of the uh, uh, one of the soldiers is dating tom hanks's daughter and then that's never brought up again we never hear about it again uh his house is blown up we never hear about that again it's not a part of the story it doesn't do anything so there's lots of things like that that are just i think that mark rylance is super overrated i saw nothing that special in his performance i don't know why he won best best uh, best actor uh, i thought he was very one note and very bland and i've seen that performance from him a million times i don't i just don't get it i don't like sure tom hanks is good he does a good job but I just think the script is really weak. And I think if it wasn't directed by Steven Spielberg, I don't think it would have that nobody would care about it. And I don't know. I just don't think it's that good a movie. And I, I think that it's, yeah, maybe part of this is that I just feel like it was so overrated that I, I just did not think it deserved to get nominated for best picture. And I don't know. I just didn't like it. I thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> I didn't think it was yeah. good. And so I have it very low. Uh, yeah. But uh, but I know most people seem to enjoy it more than I did. But I just sat there so underwhelmed. And, and yeah, I was expecting it to be better because it was Steven Spielberg. But uh, I'd say it's one of his weaker films of his career, in my opinion. Career. Yeah. Yeah, I have you it know? at number six. Um mm-hmm. I, it's a film I quite liked. Uh, not, not definitely not Spielberg's best or anybody's mm-hmm. best, but and maybe I was just in the mood for it, you know, yeah. when I when I saw it. Well, I, most people seem to like it more than uh, me, so I this is one of my unpopular opinions. Uh, oh, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> we all have them. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I, I, I uh, it, it's 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 a movie that I that I um, quite yeah. enjoyed. So we'll yeah. talk about it again coming up. But anyway, that's what I have at twelve. What do you have at twelve? I at twelve I have ABCD two. Oh okay, I thought that was thirteen. Thirteen was Teen Beach two. Oh okay okay, um okay so what do you have at eleven? At eleven I have the Good Dinosaur, mm-hmm. and that's so, the film that I really disliked. In yeah, a huge way, which again makes me sad because I don't want to dislike anything from Pixar because <laughs> I love Pixar so much. But uh-huh. still, I, I I you know, and speaking of not being in the mood for the movie, I mean when that movie. To me, just I mean, I knew I knew going into it that it had a lot of problems in production. I mean, I think those were pretty well publicized. Yeah, you know, a director swap, they, a delay in release, and and uh, and you know, and again, it seemed like a high concept. I liked, I, I love the animation. I actually thought the uh, the very cartoony looking characters uh, looked cool in the in the mm-hmm. environment they, they they put them in. I, I absolutely hated the story and, and, uh, and just the whole thing. It just, I just was one big groan fest for me. I mm-hmm. couldn't wait for it to end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have that higher. I have it at eight. Um, Cause I actually enjoyed it. I, I, I was surprised when everybody hated it so much. Uh, I thought that, 
what is it uh, milo and arlo is yeah that the names yeah i thought that it was kind of cute and then when they have the whole uh whole scene with them with the sticks and talking about family and i i thought that was sweet and yeah i i didn't mind i didn't mind the story i i haven't seen it in a while so i do need to revisit it but i uh I loved the whole firefly scene. That was so beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. That was great. And I liked the whole scene with the T-Rexes and the uh the cowboys. Yeah. Sam Elliott, how could you you perfect voice? Yeah, there was I think there were so many clever almost like they were vignettes. Mm-hmm. You know. But to me cohesively it just didn't work as a as a as a film mm-hmm. overall. And I think too I was so ticked about what was going on with his parents and stuff, you know, that, uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I have at 11 actually up Tomorrowland at 11. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have a Tomorrowland at eight at number eight. Okay. Oh, uh, I, I watched this fairly recently when I did my Disney parks movie, uh, attraction ranking <laughs> and I wanted, it's one that I want because I know there are a lot of people who think that's very underrated, but I watch it and I'm thinking, no, it's not underrated. No, I don't, I don't love it. I want to love it, but it's. I feel like it tells the same story twice. It tells her story of finding the pin and everything, and then getting to Tomorrowland and being awestruck by. It. And then it tells George Clooney's story again, whether him finding the and the the coin and getting introduced to Tomorrowland, and then. You know, so it just feels very repetitive and very heavy-handed with its messaging, and it's just not all that whimsical and fun. You don't feel like a magic about it, like you should. I feel like in something like like this, and I just don't love it. Yeah, I'm with you, Rachel. I I don't love it. In fact, I feel like I almost ranked it a little too high. But again, mm-hmm. part of that was just a about what comes below it. You know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was tough because I, I, for me, this movie was such a disappointment. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you were at the the uh, the uh, D twenty three that year. I in, wasn't in twenty fifteen, but they they had this incredibly cool Tomorrowland booth there on the show floor, and it was I don't know if you've seen any pictures of it or heard any talk about it, but they they you know they had, they the marketing people did a really cool job because what basically what they did is like, you, you couldn't take any pictures in there. They won't let you take any pictures of the stuff. And it was like, they, they had fabricated all these different doc, quote unquote, historical documents and things that were, that, that were around the mystery of that plus ultra group, you know, the, uh-huh. the, the, the highlights that highlighted in the film. And so they, they, they created this really cool mythos around it that was tied in with the Walt Disney company, you know, and the world's fair and all this stuff. It was super cool. Uh, and then, you know, I watched the movie and like none of that was even addressed or just, or there was just like one yeah. little note about it. And then, and that was it. And again, not so much that they had to go over all the, all of the, you know, documents and artifacts and stuff, but you know, it, it, I thought they just lost it. It was like, I just felt like we were in the pickup truck with those two girls we probably it was yeah. probably only ten minutes. It felt like an hour, right? You know? And I'm with you on the double storytelling, and it was it was a real fail. 
I think yeah, it needed like part. a little bit of whimsy. It like had, even, it had no whimsy. It, even something like Time Bandits, you know, where they're going to all these yes. different worlds and stuff. Like it has a little bit of whimsy, a little bit of weirdness to it that makes it, or something like a Tim Burton film, you know, with like a little bit of whimsy. You know, it just needs something like that to to make it feel special. Mm-hmm. And it just, yeah, it just felt boring yeah <laughs> say it, it, felt- it no it's true it was and it was just again a real a real disappointment yeah yeah agreed all right well, what do you have at number 10 but well, number 10 i have tinkerbell and the legend of the never beast mm, yeah and okay. I, I where do you have that i have it at seven so i have it a bit lower just because again again i'm not the i don't feel like at all i'm a t- target audience um i've only seen one other tinkerbell movie rachel mm-hmm. truth be told I saw the first one whenever okay. it came out. Was it in 2010 or something or 2009? Yeah. I can't remember the year that came out. But uh, I've always, I mean, I just felt like the, these movies away, uh, again, I just never feel like, I just didn't feel like I was a, a target market for it and I had no interest. Plus, I just don't love Disney Toon Studios. You know, I feel like, again, mm-hmm. that's one of my, I've got a big chip on the shoulder over that, even though, I think when when John Laster and Ed Catmull came in to run the show, they they tried, they 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 cleaned house on some of the stuff that was going on at Disney Toon Studios, you know, as yeah. far as the horrible sequels that were being made. And at least these Tinkerbell movies were original stories. And it's not it's not a bad film, but I didn't think I didn't think it was a terrible film. I just felt like. It's probably this wasn't made for me. (laughs) I think that's totally fair. I kind of like the story of Fawn and this kind of relationship with this never beast and and them like treating it like a monster at first, but then realizing that it has something to say uh, for them and uh, they because they're afraid once they get over those fears, they realize that he's actually a, a friend. It kind of has a bit of a Zootopia kind of message in that way. Yes. And uh, and Fawn is the one who's willing to kind of talk to the Never Beast and uh, because she that's her gift is to talk to animals. And overall, I've enjoyed these. The I mean, obviously I said I reviewed them all on my channel for Family Movie Night. My favorite is the pirate one just because it has the most allusions to Peter Pan. Yeah. Obviously, with her being a pirate. And so that one is kind of fun. And they have Tom Hiddleston there as a young hook, which is yeah. fun. And I think the overall the animation is very good in these. Yeah, I, I think the animation is is is, is really <clears throat> do a nice job and as far as disney tunes I, I i agree that of course most of the cheap pools are terrible there are a few that i feel like they actually tried and they're decent yeah. uh i got i like cinderella three i recently watched the uh 101 dalmatians part two for a uh, ranking that i did oh yeah it was way better than i expected it to be uh, where they have Martin Short as this uh, artist who paints in spots, and like oh, Cruella becomes I I, kind I of did watch that one. Cruella becomes kind of obsessed. I thought it was mildly entertaining. Uh, I guess I I sort of look at these direct to DVD sequels as they they don't have to try at all. So when they do try, I'm like, good job, way to try. <laughs> and, um, yeah. I in general I like the uh, the fairies movies. I would put them 
above the Barbie movies and I enjoy the Barbie movies, <laughs> but I think the yeah. fairy movies are slightly better than the Barbie movies. Uh, of course, there's like 35 Barbie movies and there's only, I think, what, seven fairies movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> Something like that. That's what I want to ask you about. How many of these fairy movies are there? Because I know I've heard a bunch of these titles. I've only, but you yeah. know, now, I've, now I can say I've only seen two. Okay. Uh, 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 but they're, they're very nice for young girls. And I think what they are trying to do with the fairies movies is kind of create sort of superhero stories for girls. Like yeah. each of the fairies has their own sort of superpower and they all, once they work together, they overcome whatever evil is, is happening, problem, conflict, whatever. And, but I think the best one is the pirate one is my favorite. Okay. And well, then also the, um, Oh, there's one that's the great, I think it's the great fairy secret. I think is what it's called. The, the other one, Tinkerbell and the great fairy rescue okay that's my other one and they did get a pretty good voice cast for these movies they have Mae whitman who i adore and love yeah uh, as tinkerbell uh then they have uh pamela adlin lucy Liu, raven simone kristen chenoweth uh so they got a pretty good voice cast for these movies and i i just think overall for entertainment direct to dvd for young girls I think uh, they do a good job. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I have it at seven. Uh, let's see. Uh, where are we at? I lost place. Uh, We're either at 10 or at nine. I'm okay. not sure what, if you <laughs> gave your 10. What you, if you gave your 10. My number 10 is Teen Beach Movie 2. Okay. I do think it's a little bit less than the first one. Uh, the songs aren't quite as good. And it's a little bit harder than the... Uh, I don't know the them coming to our world versus our coming to their world is just slightly not as entertaining, Yeah, uh, but I still overall enjoy it. And I like the songs and the, and uh, I think Ross Lynch is, is pretty good as the kind of the lead. Uh, and um, so, yeah, I have it at 10 and then I have descendants at number nine. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And that's where I have monkey kingdom. Okay. And again, <laughs> but with, you know, they, these were hard to rank up and yeah. up until actually up until Tomorrowland, you know, which is my number eight. Um, but because while I was really admiring the photography, you know, as I mentioned in my kingdom, I still it just felt like it was on a set. So yeah. Anyway, mm -hmm. try repeating yeah, myself. Yeah. But uh, so then at number eight is where I have the good dinosaur. Okay, and that's where I have Tomorrowland. Okay. So yeah. And then seven, like I said, I have, that's where I have Never Beast. Okay. And then which one do you have at seven? At seven, for me, I have Avengers Age of Ultron. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I have that at six. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're pretty, mm -hmm. we're pretty close. This was not my favorite. I, in fact, I think, and I'm with you, I don't think, I, you know, I don't think Marvel has really, Marvel Studios has really put out a terrible film. But I, I don't know. I, 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 Age of Ultron for me, I think maybe it's just a bit of a, a bit of a downer. I don't. Joss Whedon was so on his game for the original Avengers film, and I just didn't yeah. feel like this one um, clicked as well. Yeah, I think that it's definitely not as good as the first one. That's for sure. That's a high bar to set. It's one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, it, I mean, kind of an impossible bar, really. It's a tough thing because I do feel like now looking back, so many of the decisions they made 
made sense for the continuing yeah. on of the universe. Absolutely. There are so many things that happen in Ultron, whether it's that don't really make sense to that story, whether it's Thor all of a sudden leaving or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's just a lot of little things and that now make sense now that we've seen the whole vision of it all. And so that makes yeah. me want to be kind of kinder to it. I mean, when it first came out, I was really hyped. Uh, I was really excited about it. Um, and there's still a lot of stuff that I do like. I like, I love that opening party scene. It is so good. Oh, it's terrific. Classic. Yeah. And I like Ultron as a villain. I do too. I like Ultron <laughs> as a villain a lot. I think that he's fun. Yeah. And I think that the whole idea that both Bruce and Tony would be so stupid <laughs> is hard. Yeah. Not only do they make one robot, they then they go and try to do it again. <laughs> I mean, luckily it's vision, but still, I mean, still, it's like, what are you come doing? On, come on. <laughs> and I do think Quicksilver's kind of wasted. You know, I a, love yeah, Wanda. I mean, it's a bummer, and then they kill him off. You know, yeah. And, uh, I thought that was a bummer. I do love the creation of Vision. That's one I think one of my mm-hmm. favorite favorite parts of the film too. Yeah, even if it, I'm like, you're being so stupid. Why are you yeah. being so tough? Yeah, but but yeah, because I love Vision. Yeah, I don't like Hulk and uh, Black Widow. And that Black doesn't Widow. work. Yeah, that didn't really work for me either. But for me, the big problem with the movie is. It's kind of I have a similar problem with Captain Marvel that both Ultron and Captain Marvel both have this like long section where they're just like at this house hanging yeah. out and you're just kind of like what this is What's boring happening? why yeah. and uh, and I feel like that same way with Ultron that it's just like why are they just at Hockey's house for so long <laughs> yeah so yeah it ended up at six for me okay and. What do you have at six? I have Bridge of Spies. Oh, okay, that's right. That's so what do you like six. about yeah. it now that I've trashed it? Oh, no. You know, I, again, <laughs> I, as, as, I was, as I was mentioning, no, I, I, I totally respect what you're saying. The, uh, uh, I think I was, you know, when I saw it, particularly in the theater, uh, I, it just, I, I was in the mood for, yeah. it was the right type of espionage movie for me at that day, you know? And, yeah. and so uh, I, I haven't, I don't. I, maybe I rewatched it once, mm-hmm. but uh, I just remember thinking it was a, a competent thriller, and I and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Do you but, agree though that it would not have been nominated for Best Picture if it wasn't for Spielberg on the name? Well, um, I guess I was kind of surprised that it got. You know, I guess yes and no. You know, because mm-hmm. I know sometimes he and others, you know, they get snubbed. I wondered if what was the I can't remember all the competition that was going on too, you know. Yeah, that's were, true. And I don't know me especially because you had Sylvester Sloan in Creed that same time, and I thought his performance was so good. I in know. That. See, that's who I was rooting for actually, because he was so good in that. Yeah, and and so I it. It was just kind of, I was just so confused. Um, let's see here. Okay, so I was wrong. So here we go. We got the official. So that year, two thousand. it was actually the year of 2015, but then the- um, They hand them out. So it was nominated. Yeah. So, okay. So it was up against uh, Spotlight, The Big Short, Bridge of Spies, Brooklyn, which I adore, Mad Max Fury Road, 
which of course is amazing. The Martian, The Revenant, and Room. Oh, okay. And I don't know. I just don't think that it's up on those other movies level. Uh, but it's when uh, in a Ritu one again for director, which I will never understand. Uh, and then, yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brie Larson, Mark Rylance, and Alicia Vikander won for best acting that year. And uh, it was, I think, even, was it nominated for, yeah, it was nominated for best screenplay. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, it, the screenplay was not very good. Like I said, it it like picks up a lot of things and then it drops them and you never hear about them again. There's all kinds of there. It, it's it's basically like two movies in one movie because it is that espionage movie, but that's only for like half the movie, and then the rest of the stuff is him in court trying to get Mark Rylance out of jail. So it's not even an espionage movie for most of the movie. For most of the movie, it's this courtroom movie. Yeah. So I I don't know I just. That's why I just thought it was so overrated. <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's not worthy of being nominated for best screenplay. It's not worthy for nominated best picture. And uh, I, I just don't think that it deserved all of that praise. And so that does affect my ranking, but yeah. I totally get it. If you're just sort of, I totally get why you enjoyed it and many others did. So there we go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. I think that we have the same top five. Yeah, I was going to say. In probably we, differing orders. But. Yeah, maybe for a little, little different <laughs> orders. But, but uh, we've got the same. Yeah, I think yeah. We've got, we clearly have the same films in the, in the top five. Yeah. yeah. So number five is one that I would have had higher if I was doing this right after the year was over. Um, it's I have Star Wars: The Force Awakens at five. Oh, okay, yeah. And when it first came out, I just thought it it was so entertaining. I really loved the, and I still love the lightsaber battles. Uh, I think that they they have like a rawness where it actually feels like a rod of light uh, that they're fighting with, and you feel the heat that that would have. And I I really enjoy that about the movies, and I think the action set pieces are really well done and very entertaining. I just, I had given it, I for, forgave quite a bit because I just assumed that we were going to get more, just like we got more about Luke's character through this the original trilogy, that we were going to get more about Ray, that we're going to get more about uh, Kylo Ren. And we really didn't. <laughs> uh, we got a kind of just mess afterwards. So that was disappointing. Uh, and of course, you know, it was disappointing that they weren't able to do more with Leia because of what happened. And I think they had different plans that way. Uh, so it ends up at number five. I still overall think it's an entertaining film, but it definitely is disappointing in retrospect because it had so much potential and they just didn't succeed. <laughs> and well, what do you have at five? At five, I have Cinderella. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So, uh, do we talk about Cinderella? Or yeah. Should I give my go or ahead. I'm happy to give my <laughs> view on Star Wars too, which I have a little higher. Okay. But uh, yeah, I do I not have it at number higher. one. But ah, it's high. <laughs> it's okay. Higher. Good. I have Cinderella a little higher as well. Okay. Uh, uh, so should I go with Cinderella for that? Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Cinderella number five. Uh, this was, I think, the you know, if I'm not mistaken, Rachel, the first of these current day remakes 
live action remakes of the animated classics. If you right? don't was... consider Alice in Wonderland. Okay. Some people do. Some people, some people don't. do. Some people don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, regardless, uh, it's a very nice adaptation of a film, uh, you know, of a story that's told often. Yeah. I thought, I thought they did a nice job in, um, again, again, they, the thing, the, the, the thing that's a hallmark, you know, we've talked about this a lot. That's a hallmark of these, of these, of these remakes is that they always throw a lot of money at them. Yeah. You know, their the production values are very high, great cast, beautiful effects, you know, beautiful costumes and interesting set environments, whether they be, you know, practical or CGI or, you know, or whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. uh, I just thought this was a very nice film. I loved, uh, I loved Kate uh, Blanchett as the wicked stepmother. I mm-hmm. thought Lily James was a beautiful Cinderella. That um, dress they created for Cinderella is just a knockout. Yeah, and I don't you know. Again, I think it was a combination of, of of an actual costume as well as a lot of CGI, but it still looked beautiful. And uh, there was a lot of magic in that movie and a lot of goodness in that movie. So, so uh, yeah, I. Uh, I think probably the reason I have it just a little lower because again it's a live action remake and they ticked me off, but <laughs> yeah. it's still it's still I think a very nice film. Yeah, and I think that I have this at three. I'll just say so. Sandy Pell, she did just an incredible job with the costumes. I mean, she's a legend, but yeah. uh, all of them, whether it's the Wicked Stepsisters costumes, Lady Tremaine's costumes, they're all great. And I guess the thing that makes me a little more amenable to this than some of the other remakes is that we get so many versions of Cinderella oh, yeah, every like couple a, of years. Yeah, there's the remakes of Cinderella yeah. all the time. One of the first things I did on this channel when I very first started it was I did a whole series about the different Cinderellas. Oh, know, nice. The, Go yeah. Rage. <laughs> whether it's the Brandy one, whether yeah. it's uh, whether it's the Slipper and the Rose, which is so funny. Or Ever uh, After. Right? Ever or, After. Yeah the glass slipper with Leslie Caron, uh, all wonderful. And so I think I'm much more sort of accepting, especially because it didn't really feel like a remake in the sense that they didn't even use any of the songs. Right. They didn't, I mean, it was very, it was very much just its own adaptation. And I appreciated the fact that they had more time with Cinderella and the Prince together a little bit more at least. And so that was nice. And her, attitude of kindness and courage was very lovely i thought yeah, that was really I thought nice. that was a lovely thing Again, just a nice script mm-hmm. nice you know movie. yeah it's yeah. a nice modern adaptation of this you know beloved mm-hmm. fairy tale yeah yeah and she she's a little maybe a little too passive sometimes you'd want her to be like a little bit more of a fight uh where like, like they lock her up in the uh in the attic and she just kind of singing like she's not like as opposed to in the animated film when she's you know really fighting for them to bring yeah. that key up to her and yeah uh, but nevertheless i still overall enjoyed it and it's definitely like you said uh definitely up there as far as these remakes it would be uh my second or third favorite so. mm-hmm. uh anyway so number four i have ant man okay so Excellent. yes uh i i have ant-man at number three okay my number four is mcfarlane usa ah okay yeah yeah the underrated the little yes. uh, little hit that was so good yeah exactly that people more people should have seen they would have enjoyed mm-hmm. it i think yeah. yeah uh yeah i have mcfarlane usa too 
It's my second favorite. Oh, nice. I okay. Really, I mean, talk about a boring sport. Sorry, all you runners out there, but cross country <laughs> is not a cinematic sport. It is yeah. not something that has like high drama for the for the camera. But what they managed to do with creating these relationships is works so well, and uh, you really are rooting for all these guys. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. It's so expertly directed, um, you know, by Nikki Caro, mm-hmm. uh, who's just a solid, solid director, and mm-hmm. Kevin um, Costner. Costner is terrific in it, and and a wonderful supporting cast. And I agree with you; they they make what could could possibly be incredibly boring so compelling. You know, it's such 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 a solid sports movie. I really mm-hmm. like this movie a lot. Yeah, me too. Uh, is if I was going to make a list of underrated, uh, underrated Disney films, this might be on there. I, I mean, pretty much, I, I feel like I could put almost all of these sports movies on there. Yeah, <laughs> they, they never. I, I feel like Disney never really believed in them very much because because they would do exactly. such a good job, and then they would do nothing with them. They wouldn't market them. They wouldn't yeah. promote them. Like it, it's so it's like weird. Snuck them in the theater, you know. Because I, I would watch any of them. I like. Yes. I mean, I am a sucker for cheesy sports movies, but nevertheless, I don't think any of them. Probably the worst one is the cricket one, but yeah, still solid. It's still entertaining. Oh, yeah. oh I'd absolutely, watch it. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, what do you have at two? So, my number two is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, where do you have uh, Ant Man? I have Ant-Man at three. Oh, okay, 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 good. So what, or I guess we should talk about Ant-Man. We haven't really talked about it. Yeah, so you're Ant-Man, you've got it at four? Four, yeah. Okay, yeah. So I think this, I mean, I love Paul Rudd. Ever since oh, yeah. Coolest, I've been here. Absolutely. <laughs> and he's at the eternal fountain of youth. <laughs> oh, my stars, I know, right? <laughs> and I know a lot of people have this down on their Marvel rankings. I disagree. I think it's really yeah, charming. I, I do too. I think it's a blast. I, I like, I mean, not to use the pun, but it is small. It's just a heist movie. Yeah. It's like a little uh, heist story. I I do think that Evangeline Lilly is kind of wooden and not great, but I think that she's better in the sequel. She's better. I, I agree. She's better in the sequel. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I love the trio of guys helping. Oh my stars. <laughs> Michael and, Pena. And Michael and, Pena. And, and they just steal the show. Yeah. Oh, they're funny. And I actually don't mind Corey Stoll. I, I mean, I've had a cr- huge crush on him for forever. And <laughs> I think he's very handsome so that went a long way for me but i don't think he's that bad as far as marvel villains no uh, i think he i thought he was yeah. a good villain yeah i do too you know and, and you know i'm probably i don't know if i'm in the minority in it but i think i think i thought he was really good yeah uh and the whole ending with on the train set was so fun that was oh, very clever it was hilarious yeah. it was so clever and and uh i thought director peyton reed really delivered on it because yeah, for, uh, for how much flack he got about not being edgar wright, edgar wright everybody complaining about that the fact that he came and made a really fun film yeah and and the thing is i i was frustrated by that because it's like i feel like the relationship between edgar wright and marvel was like relatively amicable they just yeah. realized he wasn't willing to work in the mcu that's the it's like you can't go into McDonald's and make a pizza. Like you have to work within the yeah. ingredients that you have. 
Like it's the MCU. That's what it is. You have to make a film in the MCU. Right. You know? <laughs> and exactly. so he, he, it wasn't going to work. And so that's it. That's fine. And I, I, it seems like to me that they actually left like fairly amicably from what I've seen. Yeah. And, yet, and then people right. want to blow it up to this huge thing because they hate Marvel. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, and I wonder too, how much of, of, of Edgar Wright's story or scripture ideas yeah. are intact. I bet a lot of them are. I think a lot of that stuff with the Michael Pena yeah. stuff was from Edgar Wright. Yeah. And, I mean, I would way rather have them just cut ties and start, you know, with have Peyton Reed do it than do what DC did to Zack Snyder. Yeah. You know, where it's like they let him kind of make it and then exactly. like finagle with it in, in cuts and in uh, reshoots. I, I I would way rather have Ant-Man than a than uh his justice league or you know just as a comparison Mm -hmm. of what could have happened uh so i like it i'm glad you like it too i I feel like it a lot i think you know the little his his daughter's adorable oh yeah little little cassie and and uh and uh, just terrific supporting cast yeah i think michael douglas like oh seriously michael douglas and Bobby kind of all you know, and uh, mm-hmm. Judy, what's his name of his ex-wife, you know, Judy Greer. Just, yeah. yeah, Judy Greer is so everybody, you know, everybody's great in that film. Yeah. And uh, and I'm looking forward to the third one. Oh, you me too. It. Yeah. Quantum I mean, you know, hello, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, yeah, everything about it is just, is, is a real blast. Yeah. So I think we have the same number one. All right. It's exciting. Is it one, two, three, inside out? Inside out. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Uh, this is still up there in my, I forget where I had it in my animated film ranking. It was in the top 20 of my overall animated oh, film ranking yeah. that I recently did. Uh, I love this movie. I like both parts of it. I like Riley dealing with the move and her sort of all of a sudden lack of emotions. And you see that kind of deadness on her face when she gets onto that bus and uh what what she's going through and then also i think the whole journey of joy when she starts thinking that basically happiness equals fun and then as she goes through this different experiences she starts to have this so much richer understanding of what it means to be happy Mm -hmm. and it's just beautiful and gorgeous and i love the music and i love uh, I, I love sadness as a character. I love Bing Bong as a character. <laughs> All yeah. of that. So many of the jokes were so funny. Uh, the I love the room of abstract thought. <laughs> I know. <too. laughs> it's so good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's so good. It's such a fantastic film. You know, soup to nuts. I love all the stuff that you mentioned. The uh, just how clever. It is, yeah. It all makes sense. We can all relate, you know. It's just, it's, it's, it's completely relatable. The way you know Pete Doctor and the magicians of Pixar put put it all, put it all together. And I'm with you. I love Riley's story as well as what's going on inside. And I think that you know when Joy figures it out, that's one of just, just one of the finest Pixar moments. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Which is saying something because there's they, they, they have a lot of them, but that I just think is so. Um, one of the things I love so much about good Pixar movies is how just how I, you know, I, I call it authenticity. There's probably any number of words for it, but just, it just feels so real and so uh, 
relatable and right. Yeah. You know, just like, it's like, <laughs> oh yeah, just all, it, all, it just connects. And, 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 and I think it's almost universal, you know, for people who are watching these movies, how they feel about them. Yeah. So. There's so many things to think about with this one. The, the islands of personality, Yes, <laughs> which is so train of thought. Train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, and uh, and just so many funny parts too to lighten it up. You know, congratulations, San Francisco. You've ruined pizza. You've ruined pizza. <laughs> <laughs> this black yeah. is so good. Yeah, <laughs> and I I love the scene where she has to speak in school. Like, who can't relate yeah. to that? Yeah, and. Uh, them trying to kind of help her to deal with that and they can't and i just think who can't relate to both the emotion side of it and also the riley side of it and when she comes <laughs> home and she says i miss home she's crying at the oh the end. <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's very 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 I get good emotions to think about, yeah you know? um it's really it's it's just a marvelous movie yeah uh, it's one of my all-time faves it oh, would definitely yeah, be sure. in my uh, into my top movies I've ever seen, kind of lists. Oh, absolutely! So, yeah, yeah. It's a very weird year for Disney, but yeah, this has been fun. It was fun to look back. And... It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> like it's fun when you are kind of forced to watch some things that you wouldn't normally watch oh, and kind of get out of your comfort zone. Uh, so my ranking, I have Inside Out at one, McFarland USA at two, Cinderella at three, Ant Man at four. The Star Wars The Force Awakens at five. I have Avengers Age of Ultron at six. I have Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Beast at seven. The Good Dinosaur at eight. The Descendants at nine. Teen Beach Movie 2 at 10. Tomorrowland at 11. Bridge of Spies at 12. A, B, C, D, 2 at 13. I have The Monkey Kingdom at 14. Bad Hair Day at 15. Invisible Sister at, at 16. Strange Magic at 17. <laughs> what All a year. Right. Good list, Strange. <laughs> All right. We're just Spies fanboys. Come at me in the comments. <laughs> so for me, uh, one, Inside Out. Two, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Three, Ant-Man. Four, McFarlane USA. Five, Cinderella. Six, Bridge of Spies. Seven, Avengers Age of Ultron. Eight, Tomorrowland. Nine Monkey Kingdom, which I probably should have put lower. I should have put both those lower. I had such a hard time. Ten Tinkerbell and and Legend of the Never Beast. Eleven The Good Dinosaur. Twelve A B C D Two. Thirteen Team Beach Two. Fourteen Invisible Sister. Fifteen Descendants. Sixteen Bad Hair Day. And at number seventeen, like <laughs> strange magic. Yes, very good. Yeah. Well, let us know if you're listening where you would rank these. Yes. <laughs> Please let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And Stanford, where can people find you? On Twitter, I'm at Stanford Clark. Uh, also, please follow my movie. Uh, antics and recommendations on instagram <laughs> i'm at movies pap and i also have a blog and website uh which is at movies past and present.com that's what the pap stands for oh, it's past and present <laughs> too long for instagram an instagram name <laughs> great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all over social media itunes youtube and on rotten tomatoes so check that out and we are going to be 
uh, are, are talking Disney coming up soon, where we are going to be talking about Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Uh, with we are going to have a guest, my friend Andre from the Formal Critic on Twitter, and this uh, podcast. So, so it's going to be real fun. He's going to be very enjoyable to talk with that movie about. So check out that all the rest of our talking Disney uh, reviews you can find on on uh, the t- playlist. I'll put in the. Uh, description section and make sure you're also following the homeworks podcast we have tons of fun over there so thanks so much this is a lot of fun and uh and please like this video please uh subscribe to the channel and if you're listening on itunes please leave your ratings and reviews really appreciate that and uh and check out the patron group we have a lot of fun over there and we also have our merch store which has hashtag animation junkie shirts so you gotta check that out and uh we'll talk to you all later bye everyone bye thanks bye